You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. everyone and welcome to the Strong Towns podcast. Today we have on the line special guest Marion Liu and Marion is a longtime resident of Atlanta. She's a mother of two, a graduate of Stanford University and Columbia Law School. She serves on the board of Asian Americans Advancing Justice in Atlanta, which is a civil rights organization, and she volunteers with the Cross Keys Sustainable Neighborhood Initiative as well as the Children's School. Most importantly, for our purposes today, Marianne is the founder of the social enterprise organization, We Love Buhai. Um, this organization envisions a safe, attractive, fun, and livable Buford Highway that celebrates and is inclusive of its diverse communities. So welcome to the podcast today. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to be on this podcast. So thank you. Yeah, great. Um, so I'm curious about your background. Uh, have you always lived in Atlanta, and and how did you come to live there in the neighborhood that you're in? I haven't lived in this neighborhood for a very long time. I've lived in Atlanta, um, as you said, for around 12 years now. Um, but in this particular neighborhood, um, Buford Highway, it's um, I've been here for almost two years, so a little over one and a half years. Um, and I came here um, because it's an awesome location. It's very centrally located. Um, it's was when I moved here. It was basically between uh, where I worked um, in Buckhead and also between where um, my ex husband lives. Um, so it was really great for getting between the two places. Like um, you know, I split custody with of my two children with my ex husband. So. Um, Mm -hmm. it was a really good location for me and affordable. (laughs) Great. Um, tell me about this organization that you started. I started, we love view high. Um, like you said, it's a social enterprise. So the way I describe it is, um, I'm trying to basically be in an in-between spot. So a lot of what I do is, trying to bring positive attention to this neighborhood, um, to this corridor. So a little bit about Buford Highway. It's um, a state road. It's about, uh, depending on where you are, it's six to seven lanes wide. Um, It's basically an artery. Um, It runs parallel to um, the interstate I-85. It started off as a two-lane road um, connecting Atlanta to Buford. Um, I think it's around... 40 miles long, I believe. Um, I haven't traveled the oh, complete wow. length of it, but um, for, per- for the purposes of my organization, it's about six to eight miles, depending on where you start. Um, and I, I focus on that part um, between the city of Atlanta and Interstate 285, which is what we call the perimeter here um, in Atlanta. And it's has been called the most dangerous road um, in Georgia. Um, It's pretty notorious for being dangerous. Um, In fact, Transportation Secretary Anthony Fox, as recently as two weeks ago, he called out Buford Highway for being an example of how our highways have been designed for cars and not for people. 
And if you look at Buford Highway, yeah, in some sections there are no sidewalks. And then he was saying, you know, where there are sidewalks, there are no crosswalks. So it has a pretty bad reputation. But what's also fascinating about this area is that it happens to be an amazing dining destination for authentic ethnic food. So over this stretch um, that I cover, um, it's about six or seven miles, and you can pretty much find any kind of international cuisine you're looking for, from Vietnamese to Ethiopian, Korean, Bangladeshi, Chinese, Mexican, Colombian. Um, it's fantastic. So, so what my organization does, to get back to that, is it tries to focus on what's amazing about Buford Highway, um, the food, and the diversity, and the culture. And leading with that, um, I sort of talk about these challenges that Buford Highway faces, not just as a dangerous um, corridor, but also for the um, ethnic and immigrant and minority communities that um, that have clustered in this area. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, what was the moment when you said, I'm going to do something about this? I think a lot of us maybe aspire to be activists and make positive change in our communities. But when we see the challenges in our communities, it can feel overwhelming. Um, I know there's issues that I care about in my neighborhood, but sometimes it's hard for me to take the step of saying, I'm going to be the one to tackle this problem instead of hoping that somebody else will or hoping that it will just solve itself magically. Um, <laughs> what you did takes a lot of initiative, especially since um, it's not, you know, you don't work for the government. It's not like in your day job description to, to do this. Um, yeah. What was the inspiration? What made you go for it? Um, complete naivete. <laughs> <laughs> um, really like I really had no idea um, what this was going to become when I started it. Um, and I don't think I realized just how vast the challenges were. Um, it really was just, I started it off as an Instagram account to basically document, um, what I thought was interesting about Buford Highway. So yes, it has all these challenges and, um, it's really dangerous, but I, but it's funny because there's all these different narratives about Buford Highway. So one is that it's really dangerous and deadly. Um, it's unsafe, underdeveloped and ugly. Um, and then there's that other narrative, which is that it's this got all this amazing food. Um, and then, and then related to that is sort of like Buford highway is encapsulates the American dream. So, so many immigrants have come here over the past 30, 40 years, um, to pursue opportunities for themselves, um, better opportunities than they experienced, um, in their countries of origin. And so there's all these different, you know, th at least three different storylines about Buford Highway. Um, and I just wanted to start off by saying, how does that all, how can all those be synthesized? Um, uh, how can we, you know, I wanted to, sh I just wanted to show pictures about, you know, this, this area that I'd moved into. And it really did st just start off as an Instagram account. Um, and so I did, I wasn't trying to, do anything, you know, I wasn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't trying to make the world a better place or, 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 or change anything. I just wanted to sort of document what I saw, um, and what I thought was interesting. Um, and, and really like, how do you share all these stories that weren't really being talked about, you know, like, um, 
like, it's not just that it's dangerous and it's not just that it's delicious and it's, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and, and then from, and then from there, like, and then it became, well, how do we talk about it? How do we talk about Beaufort Highway in a really positive way and maybe get people more engaged? Um, yeah. And, and so that's how it really started it. There wasn't really this one moment of like, oh my God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to improve my, right, right. And now it's sort of maybe I'm maybe, you know, like based on the feedback that I've been getting, like how, how really can we improve Buford Highway, make it a safer place? Um, how do we, how do we help this place, um, you know, redevelop, um, and be, become maybe revitalized, um, but in a way that includes the communities that live here, how do we include them in the decision-making process and how do you know, how do we celebrate that? How, how do we celebrate the amazing um, people who live here um, and who've, mm-hmm. who've really made it what it is? So I'm curious if you can share a couple of stories about some of the people or businesses that you've encountered as you've done this project. Sure. Yeah, there, recently um, there was this woman that I met. Uh, she's an immigrant from South Korea, and she came. Originally, she immigrated to South Carolina with her husband because her husband was in like the South Korean special forces and he served in Vietnam. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. People's stories are so fascinating. Um, and, and, um, while he was serving in Vietnam, I think he encountered some Marines who were there and, and they, they encouraged him to, um, come to the United States and teach martial arts to the Marines who, um, Whoa. okay. Yeah. It, it's fascinating. And so they moved originally to South Carolina and, um, she was trained, trained as a dietitian, um, but due to some, you know, negative encounters, um, in the hospital that she worked in, in South Carolina, she decided to, to do something else. And so they began an import business, importing, um, construction materials to South Carolina, um, into Charleston. And eventually after her children grew up, she, they moved to Atlanta, and they purchased a property um, in Dorville, and it's funny because they so they own this little strip mall, um, and it houses an old porn theater, um, a couple of Korean restaurants, and and now they're looking for something to do with the old um, the old theater space, um, which was which was shut down. <laughs> um, and so it's just, it's just stories like that, that are really fascinating, you know, that, um, and then there's the Korean owner of a Mexican taco shop here wow. in, um, in the city that I live in on Buford highway, which is in Brookhaven. And it's, it's just things like that where I'll go in, you know, I'll, I'll be like, I'll ask for the owner to, um, see if they want to participate in, in this map that I've created of the area. So I've created a, a, with my friend, who's a designer, we've created a, um, a curated guide to Buford highway, a dining guide to Buford highway. And so I'll go into restaurants and see if they want to be included on this map. And so I, I asked for the owner of the taco shop and it happened to be a Korean. Um, <laughs> um, and so it's, it's that mix um, I think if you go to some other cities um, you know, there's pockets of, of ethnicity. So there's like, there, there'll be a Chinatown or there'll be a Koreatown or, um, you know, mm-hmm. little India, but here on Buford highway, there's this fascinating fluidity of, of ethnicities where, 
you know, a Korean may own a taco shop, but in the back of the house, it's staffed by Mexicans and Hondurans. And, and Uh it's just, it's just so complex um, that, 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 that's been really fascinating to get into and to find out, you know, who, who owns these places. Um, even if it's a Indian restaurant, it'll be owned by someone from Bangladesh. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. if it's, um, and then there's this really fascinating story of a, of a man who is a developer in the area and he used to own this flea market, which served mainly Mexicans. Um, he sold the, he sold the flea market to a Vietnamese man who opened a supermarket um, that serves Asians and Latinos. And the person who sold, you know, the developer who sold who sold the Mexican flea market to a Vietnamese person who opened a new supermarket now owns a Vietnamese restaurant down the street too. So it's that wow. interplay and interchange of communities, of ethnicities that is just extremely fascinating. And it's been a privilege to meet so many people. I mean, that's one of the best things that's come out of this project is just meeting, meeting the people who have really made this place, um, what it is and given it its character. So that's fantastic. We'll have to, I'll share that map on our site or a link to it. Okay. Wonderful. That'd be fantastic. Um, do you have a sense whether these business owners and, and employees live in the neighborhood or is it too hard to tell? So a lot of the people who work in the restaurants do live in the neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one of the interesting things about Beaufort Highway is that it is really affordable. It's actually very close to the city of Atlanta, um, but it's very affordable. I mean, um, like where I live is, is pretty affordable, but there are these pressures, you know, because it's so convenient, because it's located so close to the city of Atlanta, because it's located, um, very close to, uh, MARTA station. So MARTA is the, mm-hmm. uh, regional transit agency here in Atlanta. Um, it's very close to three MARTA stations. So, okay. um, you know, if this area were better, no, more nicely developed, um, you know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people would live here. Um, and, and that's, that I think is the goal of some of these communities, right? So, um, they're looking to redevelop Buford Highway so that it is more attractive, um, and more livable. Um, but what would happen to these immigrant communities that have lived here, um, and that have made it what it is, you know, would they be displaced? Um, and, and that's, that's the challenge. So, and, and a lot of the owners, um, some of them do live here. Um, some of them, uh, some of the Asian owners have moved north um, and moved east to Gwinnett County or to Fulton County, North Fulton County, um, to communities where the schools are better. Um, and so, so how, how does that affect also you know, the nature of these communities where some of the owners don't actually live here. Yeah. Yeah. So are the conversations about changes potentially coming in the neighborhood, are those mostly just in the talk phase or are things actually happening that you've seen? So things are actually happening. Um, I, I, I don't think like when I first got into this, I was really worried. I, I, there's this 165 acre property that used to be, um, a GM, a general motors plant. 
Mm-hmm. And so that is in Doraville. It's basically Buford, Hi- uh, Buford Highway's backyard. And so when I saw that, that was a li- provided a little bit of an impetus to um, my curiosity. Like, how would that affect, how would something that size, if it were to be redeveloped over the next 5, 10, 15 years, how would that affect the, the immigrant-owned restaurants and businesses that have sprung up along Buford Highway? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think change is happening as quickly as, <laughs> as I imagined it would be because I, I, I'm not a planner. I'm not a developer. I'm just a, a curious resident, <laughs> mm-hmm. I guess. And so change, I don't think is, it's happening that quickly, but, but, I, but I am curious as to what would happen, you know, um, how that would affect these neighborhoods. And there is some pressure. There's a Whole Foods um, coming in about a mile away from Buford Highway in the city of Chambly. And oh, okay. while that's, that's incredibly exciting for the, you know, the city of Chambly, it's a, it's an amazing, um, development. It's got, it also, that, that shopping center will also have, you know, a Chipotle and some really, really great local restaurants and, um, coffee shops. Um, mm-hmm. how does that affect, you know, if people wanted to go to a coffee shop, would they, now, you know, be diverted to Whole Foods and Octane, or will they still come a mile down the road to the Asian bakeries and coffee shops on Buford Highway? And I, you know, these things like will totally coexist. The change is a constant on Buford Highway. Um, Mm -hmm. and there's, you know, there's Bojangles, there's Wendy's, there's Taco Bell, like these, these things exist together and, and it's, Wonderful. But like in the long run, what is, what is the view for Buford highway, you know, in these three cities? And I, I think it's, I think it's a really, really fascinating conversation. Definitely. So, so yeah, so there are little pieces here and there where, um, affordable housing units have been raised. Um, there was this, um, housing complex, um, on Buford highway, right off Buford highway that where a lot of senior citizens, um, lived, and that now is being redeveloped into luxury townhomes, I believe, starting around in the f- mid 400,000 range. Um, okay. Yeah. It is under a flight path. So, <laughs> so I'm not sure how attractive it is, but, but there is, you know, there, there, there is movement. There is definitely movement here. Do you, yeah. Do you have any thoughts about ways to ensure that the people who live there now aren't priced out and that the businesses that are there aren't priced out? I know it's a big question, but... So that's what I'm trying to do in a, in a very, very small way. Um, yeah. That's what We Love Buhai is, is attempting to do, is really not to preserve anything, not to keep everything the way that it is, but really try to catalyze more involvement and more engagement by these businesses into the decision-making process and try to, this is really, really ambitious, but if there's a way to be, to become part of the conversation, right. Um, a lot of these businesses, you know, they're, they're owned by first generation immigrants who don't have necessarily the time, uh, the energy or uh, the resources to become super involved. Um, you know, they're just trying, trying to make a living, trying to stay afloat. Um, so they don't have time to be in public meetings or, or, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature. And also, I don't know if there's necessarily interest or knowledge or awareness. Um, so how can we, so my goal is really just to 
interpose myself and, <laughs> and maybe, um, try to grow that awareness, but also try to say, Hey, um, Beaufort highway is really special because of all these restaurants, um, all these mom and pop, um, and immigrant entrepreneur owned businesses. Like how, how can we work together as a community to, to appreciate that, you know, to, to, to really like, if I can organize an event that will get 20 people into one restaurant, um, 20 mm-hmm. people that haven't been in that restaurant or 20 people, um, from out of the city or, you know, not, if I can get 20 new customers into that business and they develop an appreciation for that business, um, then maybe as redevelopment occurs, as revitalization occurs, then maybe there's a space for that restaurant to become included in in this process. Does that make sense? Um, if yeah, I can, cre- if I can create a, a broad appreciation for what Buford Highway is, um, then people will speak up for Buford Highway. People will speak up on behalf of these immigrant-owned businesses that maybe those entrepreneurs aren't able to do themselves. Definitely, that's an that's an amazing mission. <laughs> or if I can create a sense of community, right? Like, because Buford yeah. Highway is this eight-mile-long stretch, and it's not. It's not a traditional neighborhood. It's just mm-hmm. this corridor of businesses. Um, but if I can give it an identity, if I can promote its brand, so to speak, right. um, then there will be a little bit of more of a pushback when, say, you know, um, Starbucks wants to open, right? Or, mm-hmm. Sorry, I mean, I love Starbucks, but <laughs> just no, to, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Get that. Um, Tell me about some of the events that you've hosted. I know you just had one this past weekend. Yeah. What was that like? So Buford Highway Bikes and Bites, it was the second time I did it. Um, we had about 95 people biking along Buford Highway, which is great. crazy, right? Like most, most times if you see anyone biking on Buford Highway, they're trying to get from point A to point B. Um, mm-hmm. But this was more fun. Uh, we went, it was about an eight and a half mile route. It was accompanied by the three different police departments um, the police departments of the cities of Brookhaven, Chambly and Doraville. Um, they were fantastic. It was, it was phenomenal. And we went around to three or four different places um, and got a, a bite to eat at each. Um, so we stopped at a uh, Korean supermarket for Korean pastries. Um, we stopped at this Chinese food court, um, this small Chinese shopping center, uh, went into their food court um, and they are fantastic. They, there was four different stalls, um, with different foods, um, different cuisines. And then we, um, stopped finally at Plaza Fiesta, which is a giant strip mall that was turned into a Hispanic shopping center, um, slash community center slash flea market. Um, cool. it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and what was cool about it was that I also invited guest speakers. So I invited speakers from the Atlanta regional commission, um, to talk about transportation access and mobility, um, a board member of MARTA to talk about, um, you know, transit oriented development, um, expanding MARTA, um, and then also the mayor's 
of two of the cities came, one council member, some council members from the different cities, just to talk about, you know, Buford Highway, what's going on there, how to get more involved. Um, a representative from GDOT was there, so the state bicycle and pedestrian engineer for the Georgia Department of Transportation was there. And it's basically trying to get people, you know, who care about Buford Highway, um, who care about making it more um, connected, uh, more bicycle mm-hmm. and pedestrian friendly, to talk about what they're doing. Um, and also to, to in, invite people to become more involved in the conversation themselves while touring Buford Highway and, you know, tr- trying all the different kinds of foods that you can get there. So it's, That's it was an impressive really, group of people. Yeah, it was really, really good. I, I feel like I'm really proud of it. Um, you know, I hope we can continue doing it in the future. And I'm just really thankful for all the support that I've gotten from, you know, the mayors and city councils of these cities who who do appreciate and recognize Buford Highway for the asset that it is and are also, you know, working because Buford Highway is a state road. So the cities can't don't really control whether where to put a sidewalk, you know, where to put a crosswalk. But um, right. that's up to GDOT. Right. Um, so. But the more attention that Buford Highway can receive, then, then I'm sure the more changes, positive changes can occur there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's, it was really, it was really fun. We, we got lucky. The weather was great. So, yeah. That's excellent. Well, at Strong Towns, we are particularly interested in issues of pedestrian and bike and transit access and, and generally like creating safer, walkable neighborhoods, especially where there's, um, economic activity, local businesses going on. Um, what are some of the strategies that you guys have been thinking about for making this area safer for pedestrians? So, like I said, since it's a state road, like there's not much local we can do. Uh, we can't, we can't, right. We can't raise funds for a sidewalk or, or things of that nature. But what we can do is, to highlight just how connected this area is. So, like I said, there are three MARTA stations, train stations. There's a fantastic bus route that uh, runs up and down Buford Highway. It's the most busy route in the whole bus route in the whole MARTA system. Um, Because of these, you know, because it's so affordable, because of these the many apartment complexes that line this area and because of the immigrant communities who, you know, may not, be able to afford a car. Um, this bus route is basically how they, how people get around, um, mm-hmm. um, which is really, really cool. Um, and so, so what, I, so what we're trying to do is to say, look, this place is amazing. This bus route is amazing. It serves so many people, um, who love it. Um, actually it doesn't even meet the need. So that bus route doesn't meet the need. And there are private bus operators that run buses who know the bus schedule much better than anyone else does. So the the buses here run every 12 minutes. The MARTA buses run every 12 minutes. Um, And before every MARTA bus comes, you'll see a little orange bus, which is the private, the private line. Um, Right. Because people who live here, they don't necessarily need to get to the train station. They might just need to get up and down this road. So if you don't need to get to the train station, then all you need to do is get on an orange bus or get in one of the private taxi 
um, taxis that also run up and down Buford Highway. And so what I'm trying to do, what we're trying to do here is to say, look, use the sidewalk. Um, you know, you yeah. don't necessarily, even though this road is really wide and people are driving, the speed limit, I believe, is 45 miles an hour, but people are driving oh, 55, gosh. 60, 65, right? Um, yeah. Well, they've been used to driving that. But GDOT has installed crosswalks, um, signalized crosswalks, which are great because now people can't be driving 65 miles an hour because they have to stop for all these um, signalized crosswalks and people who are crossing the street now. Um that's a good first step. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's fantastic, and there are in some of some areas of Beaufort Highway there are now um, wide sidewalks. So, but the repu- the reputation and the perception of Beaufort Highway is still that it's completely dangerous, mm-hmm. and um, like that you would only that you drive can only there. drive right, yeah, and you can only drive there, and people will still drive from one side of the street to the other side of the street to go from one restaurant in one shopping plaza to get to the dessert place on the other side of the street. And I'm like, well, there's a crosswalk, you know, it's right. Yeah. You really don't need to drive now from one side of the street to the other. Um, And so I organized a pop-up patio, which was basically using an empty lot and repurposing it as an outdoor dining area. And afterward, one woman who came, she said, she told me that she started, she, she works in an office. She works for a nonprofit that's basically right on Buford highway. And now Mm -hmm. she says that she'll walk from her, her office across the street to eat at a restaurant. Whereas before she would only drive. So even one person walking this, you know, now using the sidewalk that is there for that purpose is amazing. I think it's a big step in the right direction. Um, and I've also led food walk, like a food walking tour of Buford highway so that, you know, like, you know, the, the sidewalk is actually safe to use and the crosswalk is actually safe to use. So I'm trying to generate, you know, more mm-hmm. pedestrian activity one person at a time. Um, That's great. But, but um, you know, if people see it, they'll do it. You know, if they, if they see me walking across the street, they might be willing to try that themselves. If they see, um, if they see someone biking on Buford Highway, um, usually people, when they're on their own, they'll be biking on the sidewalks. But if you, okay. if you see 100 people biking by you, you know, you, you might be more willing to try that or say, Hey, maybe we should put in a bike lane for those crazy bicyclists. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's that I'm just being, trying to be a catalyst for that kind of behavior and that kind of awareness. Um, and I'm also, um, along with the MARTA army, which is a grassroots organization trying to make the transit experience, um, more enjoyable for everyone. We are organizing a bus crawl of Buford Highway on April 27th. So it's, you know, if people are doing it, more people will do it. If people see it, they might try it. So definitely. (laughs) And hopefully that increased activity maybe induces government and other leaders who have control over this stuff to create it a better pedestrian or bus environment. I hope so. I hope so. It certainly seems like a neighborhood that would be awesome for walking, like between these grocery stores and restaurants and all that, if only, yeah, the cars weren't so fast around there. Yes, definitely. Like, I've tried to do that more on my own, too. Like, I've tried to start riding MARTA instead of driving. Um, I would, you know, to go grocery shopping. I might not 
walk there because, um, just depending on how far I am from the, mm-hmm. um, the supermarket that I want to go to or the restaurants that I want to go to, but definitely bus riding is, is, is a great option. Mm-hmm. So you've talked about these events and generating interest, getting more people out walking, biking. Um, have you noticed positive results for the businesses? Have any of the business owners like talked to you about this, these increased activities or have they seen a, an increase in business? I don't know. That's one of the things that as an entrepreneur, I'm trying to get data. (laughs) Data is so important uh, to see if I'm actually having a measurable impact. In process. It's in process. And also I'm trying to build relationships with the business owners so that, you know, they'll be on board with what I'm doing. Um, But it is very slow because there are so many, I mean, it is six or seven miles long and there's a lot of businesses, but some people do recognize me. Yeah. Some people do recognize me. Um, and also I'm trying to, you know, there's been so much, it's been amazing. There's been so much, um, positive feedback from the community, like outside of Beaufort highway. So from like the city, um, people living in the city of Atlanta, um, people who want to know where to go, um, people who appreciate the stories of immigrants that I've been sharing, um, Mm -hmm there's a lot, there's been a tremendous response. And so, you know, some people like I'm working with a, a film, a group of students from the Georgia state um, film school, graduate film school. Um, people want to become involved, you know? And so, so harnessing that activity and making it beneficial toward these, for these businesses is something that I'm, I'm trying to do right now. Good. Uh, is there any sort of business association for the street? No, but I'm inventing one. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> no. okay. um, that's another really, really ambitious goal because, you know, not all, not all the business owners speak English. Um, right. Such yeah. a, there's such a wide variety of languages and cultures. And, and like I said, they're all trying to survive and succeed here um, in the United States Mm-hmm. And there isn't that sense yet of cooperation. So, or not that I'm aware of, and I'm also trying to figure out um, how to create that sense of community on the restaurants. I mean, you look in any great dining neighborhood in the city of Atlanta, and there's always a restaurant week, or there's always a taste of, you know, right. that neighborhood. Um, and I'm working slowly toward something like that of that nature, because I, this is absolutely the best dining neighborhood in the city of Atlanta or, you know, in near the city of Atlanta. So, yeah. so there, there, it's a no brainer, but how to, how to bring people together, um, how to cross three different jurisdictions, um, is, is a challenge. Um, but one that's been really fun, really interesting and fascinating to, to meet all these different people. And it, hopefully something will happen. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So there, so there is no business association, but, uh, you know, there are so many different ethnic chambers of commerce, uh, Mm -hmm. different chambers of commerce in the city. How, how would one extra, you know, layer, one extra organization really benefit, um, this area? And that's something that I'm exploring. Mm -hmm. Well, sounds like they're very lucky to have you helping them out. (laughs) 
<laughs> Lucky? I don't know. Maybe just more hassle. <laughs> but yeah. Um, well, I, we're wrapping up here, but I'm interested in if you have any advice that you'd give to other people who want to help support their local businesses and their local business community. I mean, of course, going to local businesses is a big part of that, but do you have any advice for getting all this kind of thing organized? I, I think like, just like you said, it's, it's slow, hard work. Um, it's just going to each restaurant, I think, um, and getting to know them, uh, getting to know what their needs are, you know, whether that's them needing help with permitting or needing help and needing a representative in, you know, to connect them with someone in the city. Um, Mm -hmm. and then also I think what would, what's really helpful is maybe meeting the gatekeepers. So that's something, you know, like as I've gotten more involved, you know, you realize there are certain people who, once they open a door for you, um, they can open many, many doors that you can't, or that they can do it much quicker than you can. Right. So there's one, um, there's one person here who has been really fantastic. Um, he's a general manager of the Plaza Fiesta, um, Hispanic shopping center that I mentioned to you earlier. And Mm -hmm. he's been really helpful, um, you know, letting me use his parking lot, for a staging area for the bike ride. Um, so it's just, it's just getting out there, getting to meet people, um, mm-hmm. um, and share, sharing, you know, your ideas and thoughts with as many people as you can and, and, and getting their support. So, but really it's really slow <laughs> for like getting, getting to know people, um, maybe using, you know, if you, if you get to know one person really well, then they can help you open doors among other with other with other owners too Mm -hmm. so it's building trust building relationships and that's something that I'm still working on too for myself um because oftentimes what you do is not immediately people don't immediately understand what your motivation is or you know Mm -hmm. or how or how they or how you would be able to help them um so so I think I think really really it's just, you know, get to know people, get to know people in your neighborhood, get to know the business owners, um, ask them, you know, if there's anything you can help them with. Um, so that's, that's the advice I have. It's not really, there's no, there's no magic bullet, right? <laughs> oh, that's good yeah. advice. Yeah. How long, when did you first start that Instagram account? The first Instagram I posted was, I believe at the end of February of last year. Okay. That's, so, I mean, you said it's taken a long time, but that, that seems like a pretty fast <laughs> growth from an Instagram account to hosting these events with local leaders and building this organization. Now oh, that's really impressive. Well, it doesn't, it never hurts to ask the, the worst anyone can do is say no. So I think that's the spirit that I, I've approached yeah. this with is just asking people. So wonderful. Yeah. Well, where can people go to find out more about your organization? We love Buhai. So I do have a website. It's we love Um, but mostly I'm very active on social media. So I'm, I try to do one post a day on Instagram, um, cool. and then Facebook and Twitter. And the handle is we love Buhai, W E L O V E B U H I. 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, Marianne, thank you so much for talking to us today. This is a really fascinating story to hear about and I'm amazed with the work that you're doing and I wish you all the luck in, in growing this organization and helping your neighborhood. It's, it's really amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And, um, the, I just wanted to say that the Chinese name for Buford Highway means is translated to like, um, the Boulevard of a hundred blessings. So hopefully oh. I have not run out of them yet. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, best of luck with your, with your work. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Rachel. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's the story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit Agenda 21. Yeah.